0: y'all welcome to the where's my blueprint podcast where we talk all things adulting as we build our blueprints on this adulting ish journey i'm your host makai and i'm thankful you are here Ladies, Sunny D here. Remember, every day is a day for greatness, especially if there's food and naps. Hey, y'all! It's your favorite play cousin, Nay. What's happening? In? Remember to always lead with love and light and laughter. I love it. And with that, we're gonna go ahead and jump into this episode. And so, again, welcome back to another episode of uh, Where's My Blueprint Podcast. Today, we are excited because it is Black History Month. Act like you know. If you don't, you better sit down somewhere because at this point, I remember this IG where she came in and all the white people had to cater to her. Listen, cue Beyonce, cater to me song. Black History Month, sit down somewhere, be humble because the black people are here. We are elevated. We are queens and kings. So, yes. Happy Black History Month, y'all. Y'all know who we start. (laughs) Every episode with a quote. And so this quote is by such an amazing person. It says, love makes your soul crawl out from its hiding place by Norozele Hurston. I don't like this visual because it made me think of a quiet place and them little things crawling out. So I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But the quote is cute in it's sentiments. <laughs> See, now I can't stop thinking about crawly stuff. You threw me off. Um, I think that love is equally complex as it is simple. I think we obviously need more of it, but I think people need to figure out what that definition really is because y'all be confused. I agree. And that's going to lead us into our episode today because we are in February. We are talking about love because it is our month. Um, But that leads me into talking about that of like, well, how would y'all define love? Like if you, somebody, if little man came and asked, you name mommy what is love what would you say first corinthians 13 4 through 8 and probably get it wrong and not remember most of it. For all of y'all Bible students who, you know, forgot or ain't really Bible students, you just say you're a Christian. No judgment, no shade. Um, That is love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongdoings. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, never fails and that's it. And I'm going to have to explain 80% of that because he's 4. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're going to have to break that down because <laughs> I'm over here looking at you like, what? But, no, okay, well Sunny D, if your niece or nephew the one who said um, one episode, you rich because you got money on your vision board, ask you that question what is love, what would you say? That kid is a mess. I mean, honestly, I feel like that's my default, like good old fashioned first Corinthians chapter 13. And the reason being is ideally at some point, the goal is to replace the word love with I. I am patient. I am kind, right? That's the goal to get that point of genuine love and genuine sincerity for me. That's the goal is to replace that word. We should be interchangeable. We should be the same. God is love. God is me. So am I. I am love. I am kind. All the things, right? For a, how does he now, five? I, you just have to break it down for the kiddos. Like, how does, how does it feel when your sister gives you candy? Or when your brother gives you a hug? Or when you get to cuddle with mom? Or your dad takes you to the arcade? How does that make you feel in, on the insides? And, and for children, I feel you kind of have to get it down to their level of understanding. But children are very smart. They're way smarter than a lot of us give credit for because they haven't been tainted. They haven't learned how to judge or think and all the things yet. At this point, it should be very, very simple. I think that's true, especially if you give them situations to draw upon. If you give them pictures, like you said, with how does it feel to get candy or, you know, how does it feel when somebody hurts your feelings? Okay, do the opposite. How does it feel when you get hugs and snuggles and kisses? Okay, do that. Like, kids really are good when you can equate an abstract thought with a concrete scenario or action that they're familiar with. Now, I love that because y'all are right. Like, if you can connect it to something concrete, you can really understanding because I think of like when we say what is love, love is so abstract, right? Because it can have one meaning for me, one meaning for you, one meaning for uh you like a kid can say love is when you know my mommy gives me blueberries every day. Okay, cool. <laughs> Not the sada, but it could be it's like so subjective because it depends on how you quote unquote define love for you, but how you also receive it. And I think this is so fascinating because um, I had a conversation with some of my homeboys and we were just talking, just shooting a breeze. Right. And then this whole entire theme of like, well, what is love kind of came up, you know, of like, oh, if the female is like a quote unquote resume, right. Um, The resume female. Right. And so we were talking about like, well, well, what is love? And so we had to this interesting conversation or debate. Uh, Well, love is, quote unquote, because he brought it up to the Bible verse, right? But then I was like, well, yes, that is a form of it. But when we think about love, like, can you truly say that you've been in an unconditional loving relationship with the human, not God? So let's take that out because everybody be like, yeah, God loves me unconditional, anything I do, yay. But can you, and I challenge y'all to answer this, can you actually say that you have been in a relationship or past, present, future, whatever? But have you ever been in a relationship that is truly? Unconditional when it comes to love and how you define love. Yeah. I tell Alex all the time that my love for him is not conditional on what he does, like good or bad. My love for him is not conditional even on if he wants it or not. Like I love him because I love him. He is mine. I love you no matter what. I love you if I'm angry at you. I love you if I'm disappointed with you. I love you if the sky is blue. I love you if the sky is purple. I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. Even when he says he don't want my love, I'm like, tough luck. It's not yours to give and it's not yours to take away. I love you. That's the end. And there's nothing you can do to make me not love you. Just like there was nothing you did other than exist to make me love you. I think love can be unconditional. And I think relationships are not because love is way bigger than anything Really. Right. And like they said, it's like no matter what you do, no matter what you have done, no matter what you what happens in your life, you can always love someone. You can always have that love for somebody. But that doesn't mean that what you did, what you said, what happened will keep me in whatever relationship that is. So I think that they're different. And I think a lot of people connect unconditional love, specifically with like romantic relationships, but even sometimes familiar relationships can be strained and there can be struggle and complexities within that. I don't think that love will ever go away. But I definitely think there are certain conditions where the relationship can be terminated. So I think those two things are separate. And I think a lot of people keep those things um on the same platter. And for all of y'all petty Ants and Paul's, me and my husband are good. Our relationship is good because I know one of y'all at least is gonna pick up. I said my baby and not my husband. But the difference is I loved Jay as a person, but my love for him, the totality of my love for him grew as I became more and more in love with him. him. With Alex, it was blank slate. So even as soon as he breathed and opened his eyes. That's where that love began. Jay was a whole human being five years older than me when we met. So there had to be a growing process with that. But with my kid, like you were created in my womb. You are literally half of me. It's a different, And I feel like for those of y'all who get it, get it. That was beautiful, especially because I was like, I don't know if you saw me. I was like, oh, oh okay. She coming in with the jam Um, No, I love that because I even think of this other quote that says to love is nothing. To be loved is something, but to be loved by the person you love is everything. And so that goes back to like what you said of like how you are now, your love grows deeper with Jay as you fall more in love with him. Right. And so, and how uh, Sunny D, I'm going to loop back to you what you said, even like, family relationships or friend relationship platonic like you don't have to quote unquote stay in a relationship with anyone just because of love right and then I challenge that to say is it truly love or is it that you just deeply care and it's been time invested with that person because sometimes I feel like we we equate like oh I've spent x amount of time with this person so it's love and if we separate ah oh, I'm still thinking about this person but you're thinking about the time that you invested Right. But is that love or is it love for what you understood love was? I feel like those are questions that should be asked early in adulthood, because, man, have I spent years. Hello. I spent years in a relationship that did nothing for me. (laughs) except make me aware of what I'm worth and prepare me for the full-blown marriage I'm in now, right? Everything has a purpose. Everything has a timing. Things happen, right? You grow, you learn, you evolved. At that time, when your girl was 22, yeah, that's what it was then. Now, as a person that'll be 38 this year... Love looks different and love has evolved as I have evolved. So I feel like, and I feel like it's true it's with everybody, but I feel like understanding what love is to you is important in those early relationships. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I've had those thoughts where I'm like, I've been with, I've been in this relationship for like four years. Like, I'm invested in it. You put in your time, you put in the money. Let's be real. Okay. You sacrificed your body. Let's be real. Hello. I'm not give, I'm not just gonna let it go. But like, because of my thoughts on love, then is why I think those actions have happen Now my thoughts on love are different. That wouldn't be my thought process now in the slightest. I can love you and let you go because I know that no longer serves me because I love myself more. But I think comes with a lot of time and a lot of life to live. Yeah, and the good old people at BetterHelp, aka, you know, my therapy peeps, they say love refers to a sense of care, affection and well wishes you hold for someone you have an emotional connection with. While being in love generally refers to the same, plus a unique sense of emotional intimacy, a vision of your future together, and a desire to know them deeply and support them on their personal journey. So in my paraphrasing, it seems like being and love makes it a step further and you're starting to equate their life, well, intertwine your life with theirs as well as want the best for them and be a partner with them in achieving that best. I love that. And it reminds me, it reminds me of the India Irie song, Ready for Love, because from what you said, it's like, how are you really ready to, are you really ready to create these Emotional deep connections because now, okay, y'all, I'm going geeky and nerdy on you, but now you are literally combining your DNA. Like this is on a cellular level of like you're now literally DNA, saliva, everything is now intertwined to your being and your body. Y'all are becoming more than one, right? And so I think uh, and I'm I'm hoping because I don't want to pull either one of y'all black hard. Y'all know this song, NDI ready for love song had me in college laying on the bed prostrate crying out to the Lord talking about some i'm ready for love just send them i'm ready like crying singing with india like that that song is triggering <laughs> triggering <laughs> Oh um, well I say that because I feel like because I am definitely a lyrics person, right? So if you even just pull up her lyrics and you listen, if you know the song, if you sitting on your bed crying, you that I means you know all the lyrics, every single one, the ad libs, the background, everything. That and Heather Headley. what is love? I'm I'm telling you. Baby Nay went deep and dark. <laughs> Baby Nay said, I am ready. Send me my love now. <laughs> Uh, but it's one part of there. And she was saying like, am I ready for love? Although all of the hurt and the pain, um, but all of the joy that it brings. And it's like, this is, I don't think we really understand like how powerful this song is, but speaking to like what Sunny D said earlier, like, why don't we have these questions earlier before adulthood, like entering into adulthood or entering in before you come into your relationship. And I'm like, This song is so lyrically amazing and beautiful and well played, but it really is a blueprint to are you ready for love? And do you even know what love is and do you know what it can entail? Because love isn't all rainbows, butterflies. And sunshine every single day, right? You're going to go on going to Vivian Green emotional roller coaster. Wait, isn't that Vivian Green? Yeah, emotional roller coaster on this. But that's that's Sunny D's laying on the bed crying oh, and hollering song. <laughs> Listen, okay? Listen, I'm gonna stop saying songs. I'm just about to stop saying songs. Girl, that was on the playlist too. Did you not see the theme? <laughs> what is love? Emotional roller coaster. Ready for love. Like, my ex took me through. <laughs> well, let me go to something else. No, I'm a stay. But, um, <laughs> It is such a beautiful song and I just think about it because it's like, because when I was talking to my homeboy we had that conversation, looping back to the earlier, like, it is truly of like, we say we want these things, but are we really ready for it? Like, are you really ready for, as fe- as females on this podcast, as Black Amazing Beautiful Females, to have the question of, and we're, we, I feel like we all have high emotional intelligence, right? Emotional intelligence, I'm being referred as furthermore as EQ, but we have high EQ. So are we at the time, I'm not saying that because now y'all are married and y'all happy. Y'all got y'all dudes and everything. But, um, and so prior to y'all had y'all booze and you're singing this song, emotional rollercoaster, ready for love. Were you at the state of understanding that to have a male or yeah, male with a high EQ means you got to level up and become that scripture that you said earlier, first Corinthians, in order for this high EQ guy to come into your life. Does that make sense? I feel like, my question went all the way around. I think so. I don't think I was, I don't think I thought about it in that particular mindset. Mind you, when you almost came out, it's been a minute I think your girl was in college. She don't know what she's doing. Let's be real, okay? But I do, I did recognize that at some point when I was focusing on myself, bettering myself, getting myself aligned spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all that kind of stuff, I knew that whoever was going to come into my life as my life partner we would be at the same level. So I'm preparing myself for, for whoever God has already have set aside for me. Like we both are meant to be from day one, but we had to, you know, you had to take your cookies. You can't take your cookies out the oven until they're done, until they're at the level that they're supposed to be at. So I feel like for me, that was more focused on making sure that I was positioned that when the time comes, I'll be ready. And then we would be on the same frequency. Yeah. I think mine went back to something Sunny Dean, you said before, I felt like I was there, but I was accepting of others who weren't on that same level. So I ran into the role of dating and staying in and tolerating relationships based on potential. Like, I know this person has it in them. I know they can be all this. I know they can do all this. Maybe if I love them harder, maybe if I support them harder, maybe if I do all this and all that, then they'll get to be the man that I think they can be. And it wasn't created based on potential, but energy. Like they wasn't doing nothing they didn't want to do that they wasn't going to do themselves. So at one point I had to stop and be like, girl, if he ain't got it, he ain't going to get it. And you ain't going to be the catalyst for him to be better. So that was just a word. Like we going to stop and make a PSA. Ladies, this is the PSA. Stop falling. And this is for men too, because I have a homeboy that when he showed me his girl, I was like, <laughs> let her go. But stop falling in love with people' potential because if I don't see what you're doing, meaning I-N-G now, what what have you done? How you treat people? How do you treat the waitress? How do you treat the waiter? How are you treating your family? If I can't see that now, I'm not, the potential is in every single human being because every single human being has potential to be better. The question is, are you now making the action steps now to be better, to make changes right now? So moving forward, 2024, we're not doing this. We fall in love with potential because I think he has, he got all this going on or she got all this going on. <clears throat> no, if they ain't got it now, no potential. We're not doing potential. And for those of y'all who are stuck into thinking, well, I'm not falling in love for him because he has potential. He's showing me boo-boo. If he shows you once and it's not consistent, then that's potential. That's almost like the definition of potential because you see that he can do it. And so you're banking that one day it will become consistent, though it's not consistent now. That's what potential means. And I also think like, so I'm going back, 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 back in the day. Uh, Empire. Did y'all ever watch that show? No, kind of, maybe. OK, well, on the show, it was this girl. I don't remember her name. I just remember this girl had a very powerful voice. And I looked up the song because I kept rewinding and playing that part of the show. Um, this is when y'all young kids, we had DVR. Um <laughs> even think the AVR exists anymore. It's basically, her song is called What Is Love? I don't even know what the B stands for, but um B Bozeman. But she asked a question in her lyric of, what is love if you're not here with me? What is love if it's not guaranteed? What is love if it's just ups and leaves? What is love if you're not here no more? And I think about these lyrics because since we are talking about love and everything of like, can you guarantee love? Like, oh, Veronica, her name is Veronica but like is love guaranteed and and if it isn't, we in relationships with unguaranteed love, how, that's kind of concerning, right? Or maybe it's just me? No, that's where trust and faith and vulnerability comes in. Like the thought that you are giving your all, you're putting your all in, and it's a chance that one day it may all disappear. Be it somebody decides they want to leave, be it the Lord takes somebody away, like we're all in relationships based on the trust, the hope, the vulnerability, that it's going to be here until I am no longer here. So is it better to have a life that you have loved than to not love at all? I think so. I think the reward way outweighs the risk because it's shit is risk, let's be real. You go into things not planning for, not planning for things to not pan out, you know, whether that is friendships, whether that's familial relationships, whether that is employment, romantic relationships or whatever. Like typically, well, maybe not so much employment because I don't plan on retiring from these people, but y'all get what I'm saying, right? Like you don't go in with like a negative end in mind, right? So being able to be vulnerable enough to give 1000%, knowing that there's still a possibility that the shit could go belly up, I think it's way worth, however long all of that joy is before things turn out differently. You know what I mean? As opposed to have never experienced that type of joy. Like I would hate to miss out on that type of joy for fear of not wanting to be heartbroken in the end. But I feel like as long... I mean, I've experienced the type of heartbreak that I don't think can ever be topped. So I feel like at this point, regardless of what happens, like, I'm good. Like, I can handle it. So I'm going to enjoy the ride 100,000%. So because you two are married, I have a question. What are the small things that um, your partner does that are like, man, not just thoughtful, but the small things that you're like, I know he loves me because he do this. Like, if it's something that's small, like I'm using, for example, like, does he go get your feminine hygiene products when you need them. You know, like, what are those small things? Does he kiss you on the forehead before he leaves every morning? Like, have y'all ever thought about that? Like, what are these small things that you're like, dang, I love this man for that. He don't even realize, or he may realize he's doing it. I don't know. That's why I'm asking y'all. Y'all the married ones, y'all got the man. Teach me! It is the little things like, Jay will make sure I eat. And me. You do also make sure mommy eats. Also, he'll, like, bring me natural juice, because he knows I like it. Or he'll take the little guy if he knows I'm having a bad day or make sure that the little one isn't, I don't want to say bothering me because that sounds harsh, but if I'm having a day where I need to relax, he'll make sure that I'm giving an opportunity to relax. And he lets me lean fully into my femininity, like whatever shape or form that takes place in. If that's me being more like type A masculine in some area, or if that's me being cuddling up on his leg and holding it like it's a body pillow that's that like he lets me be whatever version of me day I need to be at that given time y'all know I like food right when I randomly get tacos I'm like see this is why I married him This right here he, these barbacoa tacos with no onion because he knows I don't like the the raw diced onion on my taco but I still have the grilled onion because I like grilled onion don't judge me I'm aware but he brings me the tacos randomly this is why I married this man when I have my morning routine of making my coffee In the dog's food like their breakfast all set up and he's already prepped it because he stayed up later than I did the night before so when I wake up it's all prepped, and all I have to do is add some water or whatever and then I can go on about my day like making just day-to-day things easier putting the toilet paper on the thing the correct way listen the correct way these are the things that my heart needs on a regular basis and he does them and they're so genuine if he goes out and runs an errand he'll always bring me something back whether it's my favorite tea that I like whether it's a bag of chips, whether it's those damn caramel pecan turtles that I've been obsessed with lately. I never have to ask for it. They just show up. It's small things. It's not anything that's over the top. I'm not talking about cooking like a full-blown meal, which he does, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the small things that I don't even think that I want until they're in my face. And I appreciate that. Yeah, see, that's what I think love is. I think people get so like hyped up on the grand gestures, but love is the smaller gestures that are built with detail and intentionality that lets a person know, I not only see you, but I know you. And I might even know you better than you know yourself. That to me is what love is. Because anybody can buy you a brand new car. Anybody can buy you a $3,000 bag. But does that person know that you don't want that bag? You want the sunflower that was growing on the side of the road because that's your favorite flower. Like that is love. That is how you know a person loves you and means good for you. And I think it's like what you said, uh from what I'm hearing, taking the time to not only love you in the way that you need to be loved, but love you in the way that you receive love. But really taking the time to—and I say this because I just saw Alex building the Jenga. But being intentional about learning you, like learning how by one Jenga piece at a time. Like, okay, well, this she likes this this way, or he likes this this way, or and like you're literally building each piece intentionally, and that doesn't come overnight. That doesn't come, you know, a year. That comes with the time time that y'all have invested, but y'all have both from what I'm understanding, very intentional about sitting and observing you, understanding what you like, what you don't like. But not only that, it gets even to me, it sounds like deeper. Cause when you said like, just even the example, the flower, like that's something that's more thoughtful, but also intentional, genuine. And what am I trying to say? Like, not just comes with time, but comes with living with them and like comes with being, around them so much because let's be honest too you can live with somebody and that person can get on your nerves the whole entire time you'd be like listen you gotta go because you you fucking up my piece but <laughs> it sounds like he understands you so much on such a deeper level but that he brings you peace Does that makes sense this reminds me of and i don't i'm sure you guys have seen it or heard of it but i remember reading it and i found i don't think this is the exact article but i think it's something similar where a professional i don't know what this professional was a group of professional people. Ask children ages four to eight, what is love? Their answers are the most complex, simple, and perfect answers to that question that I absolutely love. Like, they don't have the life experience yet. They've been on, they're only months old. Okay. They're 48 months, right? Like, these are still tiny, tiny human beings. And their view of love is so pure and it's so genuine and it's so sincere. And it is my favorite, favorite thing. So, quickly, very quickly, I'm read a couple answers so someone said little billy he's four so when someone loves you the way they say your name is different it's just you just know that your name is safe in their mouth who says this at four at four, I don't know adults that could have put that together. I couldn't have put that together, okay? Like, love is what makes you smile when you're tired, right? Love is when my mommy makes coffee for my daddy and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure it tastes okay. I mean, come on. And this this article is just, it's a long list of all of these definitions that children just sit back and witness and what they experience in their little lives. Like Love is when your puppy licks you on the face even after you left him alone all day. I mean, come on, right? So I'm going to get off of this article before I start literally crying, but it's literally the best thing ever. It's the cutest. And I'm going to put the link in the thing um, so y'all can go and read it because maybe this is the definition that y'all been looking for. You know what I'm saying? I love that. Um, especially when that just makes me happy. The way the person says your name, four-year-old. Man, these kids smart out here. Y'all better uh know with that. And I say this, before we finish this conversation, y'all, we're going to throw it to Nay. Go ahead, girl. So guys, you know, we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast too, uh, to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, Cause You know, we keep it popping hot out for here. Email us at wmb at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at where's my blueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at blueprintpodcom alright you All right, y'all. So I just feel like this conversation is so amazing and I really want to continue this conversation. So with that, Nay and Sunny B, what, what is one thing you will tell any young person about love? Like based on your experience, what is one thing you would tell a person that, a younger person that's in college, listening to emotional roller coaster ready for love I don't know if they've noticed because they different generation um but you know whatever Cardi and all them saying about love quote unquote or listening to I think nay you put it in here that Kirk Franklin song love that one yes that was my emotional roller coaster and ready for love one but what would y'all tell someone who's <laughs> who's asking actually I'm a pause can we ask Alex what is love oh. What is love to you? Someone well, that loves me, like What is, what does it mean? What does love mean? I love people. Oh, so love... Love means someone that loves people. Yeah. What does that look like? When someone is good. Oh, when they're good. Yeah. Anything else? And when they're they, they don't love them. And when they do what, they don't love them? Bad, then they don't love. Them. Oh, when they do bad, they don't love them. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to add? Someone that pushes them in the ground is not cool. Yep. Yeah, someone who pushes them in the ground is not cool. I agree. Thank you. You're I love that little man so much. Uh... <laughs> The Example Both of love. A sensory kid. But what would y'all leave that young person who is, and not even young, that person? Because nowadays we have 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 year olds, like asking and saying, praying, like literally putting Sierra prayers in the air. Uh, I want my Boaz. Like I'm ready for this type of love. What would y'all tell them? I'm going to agree with little Jessica here. Um, she's eight years old. She says, uh, you really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it, but if, you mean it, you should say it a lot because people forget. I think I would tell that love is so powerful that you can't run from it. Like when love wants to get you, it's going to get you. Now don't be stupid and blinded by the love and miss out on the wrong signals. But even if you do get wrapped up in the wrong love, like storm cloud, there's a lesson in it. I feel like anytime you're given the privilege of loving someone or being loved, you can find the lesson in it. So enjoy the ride, enjoy the departure when it's time to get off the ride, but actually take the lesson and learn from whatever version of love you get. Or you give out. That's beautiful for both of y'all. Mine is in my season of don't confuse the dick with love don't do that at all good dick does not equal love it equals good dick you can love the pain though yes you you can definitely have a love for the dick but the man told me totally different Mm -mm. separate yes separate yes i forgot kelly sung a song with somebody separate is what we gotta do separate talking about me and you (laughs) But on a more serious note, I would say um, to a younger person to just love without boundaries. Well, love with boundaries, but without limits, if that makes sense. Like how both of y'all said, like, really, if you're going to take that step and really be all in, be all in. Don't have one toe in, one toe out. Like how Tori said (laughs) She said I had a toe in the streets, but half my body was out. And she was like, nah, I didn't like when I dipped my toe in the streets and I had to come back. So if you're going to be in, be all in. If you're not, don't do it. Because y'all really are. We really don't realize we are really not imposing, but impacting or affecting other people's lives when you're playing with people's emotions and feelings and emotional connections. So, and Karma is a bitch. She'll come back for you. We are going to go ahead and I'm going to kick it to Sunny D. Go ahead, girl. Hey, friends. Can't get enough of Where's My Blueprint podcast? Join our free VIP community for exclusive WMB content, including a brand new newsletter, bonus episodes, and so much more. You can sign up for free by clicking the VIP is a place to be button in our link tree in the bio of our Instagram at Where's My Blueprint Pod. Can't wait to connect with you. We are going to switch to our Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. So today's Moments of Melanation, I've been thinking about because like, again, we're talking about what is love? What does that look like? And I'm hoping y'all know all these people. Um, But as we get age and get older, the beauty in growing with someone you love is priceless. As we only see certain births versions of these couples meaning we only see what they show us so we really don't know what's going on behind the scenes so I'm only based on what we are what we are seeing on a social media and all they podcasts. so let me put that out there first and foremost (laughs) Um, but I really 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 want to give them their flowers and I feel like and I hope y'all can add some couples to it but some of these couples I think are like so amazing and they really do talk a lot about like their relationship how they have grown into what they consider love is. And our first one is Tab and Chance or Tabitha Brown and Chance Brown. Um, And then Melissa and Kev on stage or Kev Frederick, Kev Fredericks. And then that chick angel or angel and her husband. Uh, Oh, thank you for putting a name in there, Marcus. Uh, (laughs) Because I was like that chick angel and her husband. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Sierra and Russell Wilson. And I want to say the beauty of all of these for me is that I'm gonna start with that chick Angel or Angel and Marcus? Angel be having Marcus be doing some crazy stuff, and Marcus just be like, "Okay, like he's down for the ride and he's always there." But sometimes he just be like, "Angel, leave me alone." But I love it because you can tell, even though he don't want to have, he don't want to be doing half these challenges, he does it because one, it makes her happy, but also it's still them kind of spending like that fun child, child like. Um, Time together. And then Tab and Chance are just the goats to me. They are amazing. The conversations that they have, Chance be like, it's so funny because I think Tab has the high energy, and Chance is just low-key just down to earth. And he just be like, Tab, chill out. So I just love these couples. Oh, and then sorry. Sierra and Russell. I need the Sierra prayer because Lizzie. I just need the Sierra prayer. But I didn't. And she's about to pop out a baby. Already right? popped out a baby, baby. Um. I can't speak on Sierra and Russell Wilson because I don't know this. If this is true about them, but for the three that you listed, um, Tabitha and Chance Brown, Melissa and Carol Fredericks, Angel and Marcus Tanksley, I think one thing to note out of all of them and probably a huge component in what makes their relationship so strong, and I can know for a fact that Fredericks and the Tanksleys feel this way because they've said it, is that all of them are in individual as well as couples counts. And I say that because no matter how close of a relationship you're in, you still need sometimes another person when you want to be your very most vulnerable. And you still need the space and the opportunity to grow and to grow in a way that's best for you. But also, the goal of partnership is to grow together. And I think that's probably a really big component on why their relationships look so successful and why they are thriving and happy in these relationships. Another couple that I would like to mention is Zen Zell and Pauletta, Washington. And a lot of people might not know about Pauletta. But Denzel takes every opportunity to big that woman up. Like when his son, they were saying, oh, you know, your son is the next you. Like he's going to be as big as you. And Denzel was like, no, my wife is the better actor. Like my wife is amazing. She's been doing this, I don't know how many years. Like she's the awesome one. Like I'm nobody compared to how great she is. Like just that love. And that's not him like, depreciating himself or anything. It's just that he is honored and be in partnership with somebody so awesome that he's like, oh, y'all think I'm great? Y'all don't know this woman. She's amazing. And y'all should know more about her. I think a lot of what a lot of these couples have, number one, I, I love me a good power couple. But one of the things that I think all of these couples that we've mentioned have in common is their intentionality on enjoying each other. The fact, the way that they laugh together. Like if y'all seen, even even if y'all haven't listened to or watched like Tab and Chance's podcast, even the little clips that she put on IG, the way that they be cackling and cutting up, like that's, you can't fake that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's genuine love. I also love to just be witness to Deval and Kadeen Ellis from the Deadass podcast. The way that they be cutting up has me in tears. Like the fact that these couples make it a point to laugh and enjoy one another, play with one another, love on one another in that way. I think is imperative to success of couples coupled with that continuous inner working, i.e. your individual therapy sessions, your couples therapy sessions, like continuing to grow and evolve as better people and grow and evolve as a collective unit for your household, for your children, for whoever that you're affecting. And that's why I like these guys. That's why I like the follow them, hilarious with one another. And luckily we get to see a little bit of that, which I can't get enough of. Um, I'm glad you added them because I totally forgot about them respectfully. But those, the both, the couples that you both added are serious, powerful, loving couples. And I am here for it. Like I really am. And we just want to give you all y'all flowers because at the end of the day, I'm sure y'all are aware of it. But if you are not, there are a lot of people asking for... the prayer that how you got your husband or how you got your wife you know but not just that like I don't want to say we're putting y'all on a pedestal but these are relationships the IG version the stuff that we see let me say that again versions of a lot of people are like that's the type of relationship I want or the essence of it right and so um with that thank y'all for indulging me in these couples for our moments of melanation we have a lot this week so yeah (laughs) but with that we are going to transition into our affirmation of this episode to love what's that word for you is to love me fast I ideas that's deserve. does it the love i deserve desire is unconditional i love my for my partner partner yes so to love you is to love me first. I deserve the love I desire and the unconditional love from my partner. I just made my week. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, we want to say special thanks to our beautiful guest who chimed in Alex. Bam, 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 bam um we thank y'all for kicking it with us today and so y'all can find us every week um spotify google. apple google Podcasts, and check out uh all of naysays at w.Here'sMyBlueprintPod.com. again that's w.Here'sMyBlueprintPod.com. and again happy black history month happy black air sign month happy black history month and with that we are over and out bye peace out